I love sometimes to have a client write before if they're not in touch with their feelings and sometimes writing is an opportunity to open them up and then we tap on what comes forward. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm your host, Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I am interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best-selling book in them? Stick around and find out. When I met Jude nine years ago, she was very sick. I hadn't known her from earlier days in the fashion industry, traveling internationally, a busy executive. I just knew this Jude and the largest organ in her body, her skin was failing her. And we didn't really, she didn't really, nobody really had any answers for a really long time. And today she is healed. It's, it's a miracle, but it's not a miracle because she attributes her recovery to taking responsibility for her health and her insides and tapping. She's an EFT practitioner and she did an incredibly powerful session on me And today we're going to talk about that. How are you, Jude? I'm well. Thank you, Kim. I feel really, really honored to be here. Thank you. So you connect your health issues with a unresolved lack of safety in your body that you talked about an eating disorder. Tell me more about that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, from very early on in childhood, from some trauma, I never felt safe in the world and I definitely never felt safe in my body. So because of the mechanism of the mind-body relationship, the body will find a way to create safety in the body, Um, especially at such a young age when there's nothing else to go to because you're not even, you know, you don't even have the ability to understand what's going on. So the body really takes over with a means to protect you. But as you go through life, that same, you know, way of protecting yourself doesn't really work. And that's what I had found out. And you didn't want to be visible because you didn't feel like you were perfect. And then there was some eczema that started and eventually the skin crisis came along. And I recall, and I hope this isn't oversharing, but I was, you know, privy to this. There was, you know, bleeding and you were sensitive to light. What was the turning point in the recovery for your health? Well, you know, like you said earlier, I I will never forget, I went to, I'll just call him Dr. S. I walked into Dr. S and I had already, he was the only doctor, the first doctor that told me that he might be able to help me. And um, at this point, I had been lying in bed for three plus years, like a burn victim from head to toe without any answers. So I held on to Dr. S pretty tightly. And when I walked into his office, you know, after trying several different protocols and medications, I'll just never forget when he said to me with compassion, Jude dear, your largest organ is failing. And I just remember leaving there being so numb like the only numb I had ever felt was in fourth grade when I knew I came to the conclusion that it wasn't safe to be me. And I went home and, you know, as I said, all these years in bed and no solution and 30, he was the 36th doctor I had been to and hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, trying to find any hint, you know, that would help me understand what was going on. 
And the only thing that didn't stop was my prayer. And I had already at that point, you know, been a Buddhist practitioner for about 22 years. And I sat down in front of my altar and chanted. I chant, it was like, I remember with such conviction, like the roar of a lion, I was like, nam yo horenge kyo. And it was as if all my unanswered prayers culminated in that moment because my life depended on it. You know, I had nothing else. Hmm. And right after that, I came to this understanding that I have to choose me. I have to fight for me. Like my life is worth fighting for. And that was the big turning point. You know, once I claimed my own power and took responsibility for my life and I you know, I made this vow that no matter what more life would ask of me, and it had already asked a lot, but that I was going to heal no matter what. And this healing mission and passion, of course, it was for me, but it went way beyond that. You know, my, my real anchor and moving forward was about I have to heal so I can help other people because I never want anyone to experience this kind of pain. Which is what a lot of us experience when we're in an industry of service of some kind to other people, especially in like the healing, whether it's me being a book coach and helping people walk through their feelings and tell their stories for the first time, or you being an EFT practitioner. Let's talk about the tapping. I loved when you told me that you, you know, tapped for trauma because I related to you that even though I, you know, love neuro, love reading about neural pathways and changing in our brain waves and all that, like I threw that book, The Body Keeps the Score Across the Room. I was so mad at it. I was like, don't give me science. Tell me how to be better. I want to be better. Like I want to live a better life. Like I'm running out of time. Like you talked about, you were in bed three years. How much time does our trauma get to take away from us? And what did the tapping look like for you when you first started doing it in terms of, I don't know if we can call it PTSD, but there has to be, have been something that built up for you being in bed for three years. Yeah. And it, you know, just to backtrack, I mean, it started way before that because the trauma had already built up in me since childhood. And all what happens is, you know, there's PTSD, which is maybe like a more recent kind of a trauma, you know, but then there's complex PTSD, which is you know, continuous traumas that have built up and been stored in the body. And that's what I was really dealing with, you know, and you mentioned like already having had an eating disorder for, you know, 25 plus years. So when I discovered tapping at first, you know, I don't know if you or anybody else has had this experience, but when there's so many modalities and people are suggesting millions of things to you, you know, and it's just, one more thing that I don't want to get my hopes up about anything, you know, because nothing else has worked. So I kind of poo-pooed, you know, tapping at the beginning. Right. And then I started tapping along with some of these, you know, webinars and things like that. And I really started understanding the depth of what tapping could do. And, you know, so much that I decided I really wanted to go further and study it because I'm the kind of person like I did with mindfulness meditation. I don't want to just do it and speak about it. I, I want to take my time and embody it and really know that I can walk through the world really living and breathing what this is about, because that's just the authentic conditioning that I, that I have. And so I did, I, I took my time with tapping to really learn it and really be able to use it on myself, which I still do on a daily basis. Um, 
because I think there's always something, you know, to tap on. <laughs> and, um, you know, it doesn't have to be trauma, you know, although I do help a lot of people with deep trauma because I believe, you know, as a coach and, and an EFT practitioner, we can only take our client as deep as we've gone ourselves. Mm. You know, so um, you know, I'm always nurturing that part of me that there's healing left to do. You know, I mean, just being in the world today, I, I think, you know, healing, no one runs short of having to be healed of anything. So, yeah, you know, I just started to really, really unravel all the connections between the skin and the body and, the and you know, really tapping. It's not about getting rid of whatever the condition is, tapping is really more about neutralizing and releasing the stressors that the body holds on to that are stuck in the energy system. So, you know, it's like the stress and the anxiety and the fear and, you know, all of the fear of being visible and all the deeper level fears that I was really starting to unravel that got me to understand this very intimate relationship with the mind and the body and how powerful it is. It's very intimate. And I have to say, uh, you know, the tapping session that you did on me, I mean, we talked about how divine that was because we scheduled that. And I, for all intents and purposes, couldn't think of anything to tap about. And like three days before someone came back from 10 years ago from my past and reached out to me, that was the darkest time of my life. And oh boy, did we have some stuff to tap about. I'm going to ask you this versus me telling you what I experienced, which I will share. What did you see? I, you know, it was really interesting because I'm going to, I'm going to connect these. So I'm not getting off topic. The beauty of tapping is that it is such a gentle approach, you know, because there's so many ways that we can invite ourselves to heal, you know, in a session. And again, you know, tapping is so great because there's so many different modalities that let's just call it like emotional first aid, where we really want to get the client in a place to understand if they can even hold the experience of what they don't even know that they can hold, right? you know? And I think that that's what unfolded for us. You know, we started with what was coming up for you. And then, you know, there's always this process of checking in and using the client's words. And I was really able to see from just observing you that there was some deep and powerful things coming up. And if you recall, we backed off from saying those words and then we just went in with a little more gentle approach to just, you know, remember like we contained it. Yeah. So it was even too much to talk about. So it's a very nuanced, subtle, but very powerful way. And that's what I experienced with you. And as soon as we contained, you know, the level of uh, upset or discomfort that you were going through, you know, we just gently contained it. And then we just tapped on what was available to you at the time. Right. And I, I have to say that I have been to therapy for trauma and stopped going because I felt like I had reached the end of that modality. Now that's not forever. I might someday I might go back to therapy for couples therapy or something else might come up or an up level. But what I loved about our session was the following things. I love that I could feel the energy that you speak of moving around my body. So first I was mentioning to you that I was burping 
and I could feel the bile coming up with like the voice. And then when we got into some deeper stuff, I could feel it in the gut. And, you know, and then my head felt bad. Like I was going to, you know, and that's when we contained it. When it started to go into the head space, you were like, yeah, no. Cause it felt like I was this like little kid, like enraged, you know, when little kids get enraged, it's all in their head. But what the reason why I brought up therapy was when I used to leave a therapy session where there wasn't limits, you could just go wherever you needed to go for 50 minutes and you were just 1700 boxes of tissues and you're just swollen. I'd be done for the day. There'd be no going back to work. There'd be, it would be awful. It honestly, it was awful. I felt awful a lot of the times. So and maybe that's the point of that kind of therapy. But with you, I felt elated. I felt contemplative. I felt hopeful. I felt a little sad, but I was able to have the rest of my weekend. And that to me is the kind of modality I need. I don't want to be gutted for four days. I just can't do it. I have too many other things in my life I want to do, <laughs> you know? So that, that was really powerful for me to experience. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from this. Are you an aspiring author burning to write a book? We would love to help you at A Story Inside. Head over to astoryinside.com. That's A-S-T-O-R-Y inside.com where you can receive surefire tips, my weekly newsletter, and an opportunity to speak with me about going from desire to yes with that book. Time is of the essence, people. And now back to our great guest. We talk about writing on this show and you wrote this book, Cracked Wide Open. What are you going to do with this book? What are you going to do with these stories? Because you have way more to tell than you're going to get in on our 17 minutes here today. Yeah, yeah thank you. I mean, and I really appreciate you sharing about the session, you know, and just to, to comment on that again, you know, that's the gentleness of it, because as we know, our lives and all of these experiences are, there's so many layers to it, you know, and. The goal is never to make somebody have 20 boxes of tissues and cry. You know, the purpose is really not to have tears at all, if possible, you know. And so, you know, it's just a slower process when there's deeper level experiences that are there. So I think that sounds like what you experienced. And what am I going to do? You know, I'm still revising and writing because when I wrote that, that in 2014, I was really in it pretty deep in my experience and which is probably why nothing ever came of it. And now that I'm not in that experience, I can really write it from a hindsight perspective and all my learnings and the things that I've used to create the way I live my life today and the way that I serve today. So I'm not sure. I'm more into, for the moment, I'm gathering all of my poetry um, which was also used, that was my writing modality to for my healing. And I do, you know, teach an expressive writing group to women with mental health issues. I don't know. I, I, I just know that, I mean, I shared with you about a few weekends ago, I took this, you know, personal power story. And uh, I'm in the process of really integrating everything I have from sharing my story in a video to writing about it. So I don't know, Kim, maybe you'll help me with that. <laughs> I hope so. And I, I think that you made a really good point. Sometimes it's, you know, 
some people can write books really successfully and be in in the moment. I think it depends on, and I'm not saying you're not a skilled writer, but I think it depends on their abilities as a writer to be in the moment, but also put their writer's hat on. And for a lot of people that have never written books before, it's very hard to do both of those things. It takes like a lifelong skill. And sometimes I even struggle with it, but I could say now I'm probably getting better at it after 30 years of writing. It's very hard to do. So waiting a little bit is sometimes a benefit for first-time authors. And I love that you have a writing group for women with mental illness. If someone is suffering emotionally or physically from trauma and they don't really know if they're ready for tapping yet, what would be one exercise that they could do that would get them feeling into the space that you take them into? If I had never known it, what would be the first thing you would say to me to get me ready to do the work? That's an interesting question. I think it absolutely depends on the level of trauma. You know, I wouldn't work with someone if I felt like it was out of my scope and that they would really need therapy. I happen to collaborate with a few therapists. One particular client I've been working with for about, I don't know, 10 or 11 months with her therapist, she's had very severe sexual trauma and the therapist does the EMDR and I do other things just to open her up a little bit. And I also do writing with her. Like that's another thing. I love sometimes to have a client write before if they're not in touch with their feelings and sometimes writing is an opportunity to open them up and then we tap on what comes forward. But, you know, it really, for me, it's about creating a discovery session with someone and really seeing where they're at. Because I think, I know this is a big deal in whether it's the tapping world or any kind of coaching or energy medicine or psychology, that some people don't really have the skill set to treat people with, you know, with, with depths of trauma and they don't know where their boundaries are. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, really important thing. So I, I like to know where they're at, if they're working with somebody, if I can collaborate or work alongside of them. Wonderful. Well, for anybody who's listening or anybody that's watching on YouTube, Jude is someone that you can look to, to know that there is, uh, there are miracles. There is hope. Even when you feel like you're at the end of the line and you can't go any farther, There is more in store for you. I know it's hard to hear when you're in it, but there could be a reason for your journey. And, you know, she is definitely, definitely living proof of that. It's been such a beautiful experience to have you here today, Jude. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. Can I just share one thing on what you just said? Sure. It's really about, you know, for me and hindsight, and I know it's really hard when people are in it, but you just shared it's when we look back and we string all the pieces of our journey together for me i feel like as really challenging and as much suffering as there was it's really been a blessing because it's created me to be able to be where i am today thank you beautifully said thank you so much for having me you've been listening to you should write a book about that If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe or review on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.